Blog Talk Radio. What a day, what a day. It's one of our favorite days here in the SBP, one of our favorite times of the year. And most of you know what that is. We had free agency in the NBA. Uh, approximately 6.01, it's going to go down. Some of the stuff is already, you know, wink, wink, gone down uh, verbally. But, yeah, we're going we're gonna to talk about all that today. So you are here in the SBP as always where talking sports is our thing, but we also talk hip-hop, television, and movies. I'm your boy Prime. I got my boy Source in the building. What up, bro? Man, I feel like I should change my name for real to Course. Good. Name change. Course, course with a K for today. Because apparently, if your name starts with a K, today is your day to catch them dollars, man. <laughs> the whole league, the whole, <laughs> dude, what, five out of the biggest eight name began with K. It's crazy. It's crazy to me, anyway. Uh, you know, Clay, Kyrie, Kemba, KD, and Kawhi. God almighty. Stay out here. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, you know. Got to find the strangest angle to go at this thing. So I'm excited and uh, ready for 6 o'clock to get here. Well, um, maybe I need to change the first letter of my name. You know, my real name is Chris. Spell it with a C, but can I change it to a K for the day? <laughs> yes, indeed. I'm trying to get that paper, man. Really Look, dope. let me tell you right now, if I could get some of that paper, that some of these cats are about to get, I wouldn't care who I played for, so I really <laughs> would real. not care, man. I don't Phoenix Suns, man. Like, <laughs> look, I don't care, man. Like, I would play for anybody in the league if you gonna pay me the paper. Some of these people about to get, man. Um, but yeah, yeah, let's get into it, man. Let's get into it. So we're gonna start this joint right off top with a subject we talk about a lot, but. There's good reason that we talk about a lot, and that would be a team would be your squad, the L.A. Lakers, man. And I know we talked about it a little bit last week, and you talked about uh, you didn't care about uh, – we talked about a couple of weeks ago, you didn't care who you got. There's a couple of players that you wanted, but you were happy that A.D. was, you know, in the building. But now y'all got more money. A, you know, A.D. did not wave that trade, uh, that trade kicker. Um, y'all made a couple of moves. So basically, y'all got like three players on the entire roster now. What would you like to see happen uh, with this team? Now, I know, I know, I know you don't like to do the hypothetical stuff, and I don't do a lot of it either. But you know, they're going after you know your boy uh, Kawhi. But say they don't get a Kawhi or they or land a uh, well, really that's going to really be it. Probably going to be Kawhi. Um, what would you like to see happen with this squad? If you like this roster? Man, if it was up to me, it would be Kawhi, obviously. I mean, I think that's kind of obvious and the most, right, the most obvious yeah. answer. Well, really, I mean, Clay, is, but we know Clay is going to be sitting down for a minute one, and he we expect him to go back to uh, Golden State anyway, so... Kawhi would be the guy. What I, what I don't want is Kyrie Irving. I have no interest in Kyrie Irving at all. If he comes to L.A., fine. But I prefer he doesn't. 
I'd rather him go somewhere else. I really don't know why the Lakers would look at a ball-dominant point guard at this point. There is no need, no need for a ball-dominant point guard. Like I mentioned a couple weeks ago, even though I was just throwing it out there, it was the first person I could think of that fit the mold of what I was thinking. I mentioned George Hill uh, would be a point guard that I would like to see in L.A. George Hill was waived by the Bucks. I don't know what his plans are, no idea, but he was waived by the Bucks, so I guess that is potentially a thing. The word is that the Lakers are after D'Angelo, and it seems to be mutual interest there. I'm not big on the D'Angelo move, one way or the other. I guess, like, you know, it's fine, it's cool, but it's not, it's not at the top of my wish list. But if it goes down that way, so be it. At least it's another score, somebody that can handle the rock. And uh, he's been to L.A. before, so he will definitely be on his best uh, best behavior, P's and Q's, whatever the case may be. I think he's ready to, to make that run as well. Hmm. Yeah, D-Lo seems to be the name we've been hearing a lot um, over the past day or two, and especially with some of the news we got last night uh, yesterday about uh, Brooklyn's potential plan. But, I don't know, man. Like, I think D'Lo coming back a little bit older. um, He had a heck of a season last year. And then you have something that you didn't have the last time he was there, and that is a LeBron James. If we know anything about LeBron James, LeBron James is not going to let any of his guys get out of line. And I'm not saying that's D-Lo's anymore. I mean, he's been – we didn't hear much about him after that, you know, after he's been out of L.A. other than the uh, – what was it, trees incident. Didn't he get caught with some trees or something? But um, (laughs) other than that, (laughs) other than that, I mean, that's probably probably 80% of the league if you let – uh, former NBA uh, veterans tell it, but uh, and I think it I think it may be a, a good move for y'all. Like I think it'd be a real good move for y'all. You just gotta go out there the way I see it and continue to look at some shooters. And I know we talked about some guards, and there's plenty of guards out there that you guys to go after. Uh, guards, uh, maybe even depending on how the rotation looks, small forward. Yeah, I mean you got guys like uh, Rudy Gay out there. Rudy Gay coming back from his injury had a decent season. Um, shot about 40% from the three. Um, Braun always plays well with, with shooters. They're going to get the rock. They're going to get a chance to put it up. You got guys floating around that you can actually put down low a little bit. Um, I'm real interested to see what you guys will do at the center position. And my thoughts would still be along the lines of my feelings with the guards. Go get you a big man that can pull the rock from the outside. I mean, there's a couple of those guys out there. So, just as interesting as all these big names floating around um, that are going to be signing uh, signing their agreements or agreeing to things and starting today, at least they can agree today. Uh, I'm really interested to see how this whole Laker roster just fills up. Because, Source, y'all going to be totally different, bro. The coaching staff is totally, totally different. Like, totally different. Like, you won't even really be able to recognize the Lakers realistically. It's not going to be what you're used to seeing. So, you guys feel like that roster is going to be crazy. Yeah, and it's going to take a minute, but 
that I'd like to see Alex Caruso come back. That would be mm-hmm. a, a good look. I think he'll develop. I mean, we saw him play well. Of course, you know, and it was not really like he played against Bones either. Like he just happened to play a lot of minutes when he finally got a chance to get on the court. But he played well when he when he was out there. You know, it's it's options and the back end of the roster. I'm not worried about. You know, there's always people that can fill in the back end of a roster. It's the sixth, like the the, the next two. You know, that you would think of as the other starters, maybe two or three bodies, and then the two after that. So like. The next five guys are where I'm really uh, hopeful and, and hopefully the focus is on pending on pending who's who's available. It, it, it all depends on that first move. It, it really all depends on Kawhi. Like, it all depends on Kawhi. That Kawhi is the piece that, uh, like, there's always somebody where, where the chips are going to fall around that person. I think that's Kawhi this year. And um, as we've seen, if he comes to the Lakers, that's one thing. If he goes to the Clippers, that's a whole different deal. And that's something we probably have to discuss. True indeed. True indeed. Kimber holds the keys to basically what you guys are going to do. Not Kimber. Kawhi holds the uh, keys to everything that you guys are going to do. So it's going to be a real interesting mix for you guys and see how this roster gets filled out with or without Kawhi Leonard. Um but you brought up something a little while ago, so we got to say where Brooklyn at, and that was the Kyrie where Irving Brooklyn and, Kyrie, and Kyrie and Kyrie like just straight off top. We saw last night that they were talking about that both he and also uh, the Brooklyn Nets are trying to move swiftly. And if you believe the reports, which are coming out from all the, the big guns, that they pretty much already agreeing to a deal for Kyrie to be in Brooklyn to go do his thing. So they advanced to us, what, like four years. They can do like $141 million. And this is going to be mm-hmm. interesting for me to see how Kyrie handles this if this goes through. Because you're adding to a team that made the playoffs last year, and you're adding him to a squad that basically a lot of their success came from the guard position. And, of course, D'Lo had a lot to do with that, who's seemingly on his way out the door. Now, do you like this move if this was to go through, which it looks like it's probably going through? I'm cool with it because I, I'm not really, being the Lakers. Uh, <laughs> expect, no, no. <laughs> well, yeah, there's always that, but because yeah, especially because of that, actually, because Kyrie wouldn't be coming to the Lakers. But as far as for Brooklyn, I don't know how much of a like upgrade that is. I don't know how much of a jump that is. I think it's cool for Brooklyn to have a an actual, you know, considered superstar at the at their uh, at the helm for them. So, plus, you know, Kyrie is in Brooklyn all day, so that's good for him, good for them, and uh, I think everybody will be happy as far as the optics are concerned. As far as far as what happens on the court, that's going to be a whole different thing because. Brooklyn has a bunch of moving pieces, and they had so many people that played uh, important parts last season. Like it was, it was like ten people that played well for Brooklyn at different parts of the season. So, who resigns and uh, who's left on that roster? The the good thing is that they're pretty short up in the middle, so. 
between Kyrie, you know, from the point guard to the center, I feel like they'll be solidified. It's those other moving pieces that are going to be the question marks to figure out what this team can really be. Yeah, I'd like to see he and uh, Karis LeVert on the court together if this thing goes down. Um, and we know what kind of performer LeVert was. Uh, played real well for a young guy. Upped his uh, his points and in, in some other categories during the playoffs. So having a guy that's been in the league like Kyrie, I would think could be a plus. Uh, but it will be something to watch just how Kyrie gets into this uh, gets into this thing if this thing goes down, and does he help or take away from some of the performances of some of the guys that were on the roster that'll still be there this year. Um, next up will be Kimball Walker. Kimball Walker, you guys were in the mix, supposedly, or uh, that's what they were saying for Kimball Walker, but it came out yesterday that supposedly he's verbally told uh, Boston that, yeah, I'm coming, and he'll get that four-year $141 million. This one really has me curious, though, and I'm going to tell you why. First of all, you know I like Kimball Walker. I, I mentioned to you when they were in the mix uh with the New York Knicks, and they were talking about uh, Kyrie most likely ending up in New York, and I'd say I'd rather have Kimball Walker. And he's the guy that likes to have the, the basketball in his hands. So I think with Boston, and Boston fans have to be wondering, we went from, we saw Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum come down a level. And then it seemed mm-hmm. like when we found out that Kyrie most likely wasn't coming back to Boston, well, okay, well, we're going to make these moves, we're going to do this, and let's focus on Jason Tatum a little bit and find out is he really that guy that can be the lead us to the next level, right? So then you go back and you sign Kimball Walker, or it looks like you're going to sign Kimball Walker, a guy who likes to have the ball in his hand. I would have to wonder, does this, again, all of a sudden hurt Tatum a little bit? Bro, you're speaking my language. That's where I am with it. I don't understand. You take you take away, not that they took away Kyrie on purpose, but I feel like I, I guess Boston is looking at it differently. And, hey, you know, Danny Ainge knows better than I do, but I'm still not clear on why you, you sure? replace. I'm not clear on, yeah, well, you know, according to <laughs> according to his paycheck, he does. I'm just not sure if a point guard that's ball dominant who was taken away from the team a year ago and everybody flourished, then added back and everybody was stifled. Like I don't I don't get how replacing him with another point guard that's ball dominant, maybe less selfish, but still ball dominant. Like Kyrie I mean excuse me, Kemba's been the man since Connecticut, probably, you know, since high school, middle school, whatever. So he's used to having the ball in his hands, being able to dribble as long as he wants. You know, that's, I mean, that's his game. And people have trusted him to do that. So putting him in a situation where Jalen Brown and Tatum are uh, don't have the ball in their hands as much like they did before, then, like, what's the point? I don't, I don't get this move necessarily. I just don't get this move. And maybe they, I don't know. Unless they know that Kemba or have some, some inkling that Kemba is 
good with being a distributor more and not having the ball in his hands as much, I I don't get it. I don't. From the moment they said it, I was like, what is, what is this? But you know, they know better than me. I just can't. I can't fade this one. You know, I think what's even crazy about this while we're on this Boston situation, we're really going to have to take a good look at the Lakers uh, when the season, next season comes around because, all right, you're losing Kyrie. You're bringing in Kimball Walker uh, by all reports. Unless we have a quick change of heart or something happens here um, over the next few hours, that's, that's where he seems to be going. Then – you're most likely, and it's looking like you're about to lose Al Horford, a veteran presence in the locker room, um, a likable teammate by all accounts when you hear, you know, from both the squad that he's played on. Um, and you got a, a lot of young guys still on that Boston Celtics roster. We're talking about, and it's not beat up uh, Jason Tatum day because I like Jason Tatum, but you're talking about adjustments. You're adjusting to a new point guard, and you're adjusting to losing probably your craftiest of veterans in that locker room. Boston is going to be just real, real interesting to watch after this whole, not only after this free agency thing is over with, because it's going to be interesting to see what moves they are able to make or if there's going to be any more trades out there. But this is going to become a, a real interesting team all of a sudden not just because of the Kimball fact, it's also because of you know, uh, a subtraction or two that's most likely going to happen. Yep. Boston's going to be something, man. I'm not I, – I mean, I, I got them taking a step back if this is the move that they make, but it's still early trying to figure out, you know, how this roster's going to shake out. But I, losing losing Rozier is – it's a lot going on, man. It's a lot going on. Sometimes, I mean, personally, look personally, if they would have, if they would have treated Rogier a, a little better, and he hadn't popped off, then I think Rogier could have slid into that spot, and they would have been good like that. Not that he isn't a dribbler as well, but he's been there, and they're used to him, so they, you know, they had a relationship. Uh, they could have put that money to something else. I'm not. I'm not with it. Yeah, very interesting. All right, we got to talk about two of the big dogs, man. The real two big dogs that are out there right now. Do you believe the reports of KD and Kawhi talking about teaming up together? I don't believe any reports about anything. <laughs> but. If this is true, man, aside from being a Lakers fan, I am like, this is fire. I love it. I would not be mad at all to see KD and Kawhi get together in L.A. Like, So you'd have LeBron and AD on one side. You know, well, let's say one night. Then the next night you have... Kawhi and KD, well, eventually after after KD gets healthy, what? Like LA would be lit every night, bro. Every night from October to June, LA would be fire, and the people would would be. I mean, shoot, if you don't already have an allegiance to one team or the other, you might be at every game. 
if you got it like that, you might just have season tickets to both them jump and just be like, yo, this is this is what it's supposed to be. I love it. I won't I won't Kawhi in L.A. You know, I mean, with the Lakers, but that's just me being a Lakers fan. For for basketball sake and for the league and for just the entertainment part, shoot, KD and Kawhi, that'd be. I don't know, bro. Like that's a tough, that's a tough call right there. KD and Kawhi or LeBron and AD. Ooh, which way do you go? That's crazy. It's crazy. Man, could you imagine those uh, those games when they get down? Could you imagine a a picture this Christmas in LA in a couple of years, man? What they play no. today? Can you imagine Yo. that, though? <laughs> Fire. 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 Look, emoji. not even. I need that joint to have it ASAP. Exactly. <laughs> like, switch the schedule. I don't know if the schedule's completed. Switch it up. We need to go L.A. versus L.A. for Christmas. Christmas. Shoot. First game of the season. Uh, TNT. <laughs> TBS. I don't know. Somebody. ESPN. How much you want to bet that about a couple of years from now, if you had the two stars with the Clippers, and of course there's going to be at least two stars with the Lakers, this proposal that came out or Adam Silver said they were looking into earlier this season about a way to start some of the West Coast games early. That's a must, bro. Look, man. That's a Y'all must. be killing me with these 10 and 10.30 stocks, bro. A brother be strong. Yes. First of all, a brother getting old. A brother getting old. I can't, <laughs> I can't stay awake like I used to, man. I, I just can't do it. Then you add in the fact that I done probably had a couple of beers, a couple of cold ones. Right. You know, mm-hmm. while I'm sitting there. Man, I struggle to make it to halftime, man. Like, on most of these West Coast games, you know, you know those these 10, these 10 and 10.30 stocks. NBA, WNBA, all of that. But, uh, yeah, how much you want a better proposal will come out? And they, look, man, we're going to start these games earlier, bro. I said, we're going to start these games. These games got to start at the minimum 930. Yeah. Got to I, I, Some of them people going to have to get off of work early in L.A. Yeah. Yeah. 9 o'clock would be you know, the, the, the joint. Can't, can't knock 9 o'clock. That can mean the game be over about 1130. I mean, I can do that. Yeah, people on the West Coast, what you talking about, man? We just getting off of work and they ain't tell- that's all right, man. That's all right. It's all good. We doing this for everybody. Hey, look, well, yeah. if you if you if you got if you guys got super squads like these two teams could potentially have, look, I guarantee you a whole lot of unless you're a fast food restaurant, a whole lot of employees gonna change their work hours. Oh yeah, you usually get off at six o'clock. You know what? We're gonna change our hours. We're gonna get off at five o'clock. You know what I'm saying? You know, insurance mm-hmm. companies, everybody started closing up at five instead of six o'clock over there. You know, so yeah, man, it was, that that would be great. That would be great. So that's gonna be something to watch. But and it's obvious, it's probably only as of right now, it's probably only two places that that could happen, and it's probably only one place that it would happen. That would probably be the Clippers, um, if if that was to go down. But it's been put out there, so we're going to watch for it. I've learned, Source, to never say never in this business, no matter how uh, much we think. There's no way that's not going to There's no way such is going to do this. You know, have we not learned from a few years ago with this KD signing, <laughs> you know, with the Warriors? 
you just never thought that would happen, especially after they just spanked him. So I never, ever say never. If that thing was to flash across my timeline or on my alert sometime this week, I'd be like, dang. But, I, I, you know, but I, I wouldn't be, like, totally shocked. I just think it would be a big move. You know what I'm saying? Indeed, it'd be a big move for the league, for uh, L.A., for the Clippers. Like, the Clippers have always been Doc. the little brother. For, oh, my gosh. And for Doc, I mean, Pat Beverly would be right. Yo, let me sign on the dotted line and go ahead I'm and staying. run the show with these dudes. There, definitely. And, whew, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to say I won't. Look, I'm not gonna say I want that to happen, but I won't be mad if that's what happens. If that's what if that's how it goes down, I won't be mad at it. Jimmy Butler. You know we heard uh about you know months uh a month or so ago that Philly was very interested in keeping him. And by all accounts they are still interested in keeping him. Gonna be tough for them to make the moves they wanna make to keep everybody because they wanna keep Tobias as well. So there are some scenarios. It could be a sign and trade in there. Uh, they could let him walk. It's just a lot of stuff going on. But the Rockets seem to be very, very interested. And on the Sports Bar Podcast uh, Facebook page, we had some spirited conversations on that. Um, me in general was a couple of folks about whether or not this would be a good idea. I'm going to give you my thoughts, but I, wanted, I want to hear from you first. Do you would you think that would be a good idea to add a player like Jimmy Butler to the Houston Rockets? I don't. I think Houston is going to do as much damage as they are good making moves. <laughs> I don't have any problem <laughs> with Houston, with Houston's roster, or you know Houston as a whole, other than whatever beef or issues there are between Chris Paul and James Harden. You know, as rumored. Aside from that, I don't have any problem with Houston, and I think that the way they're built is perfect for what they do and trying to get to the Western Conference. Uh, well, trying to trying to represent the Western Conference in the finals. I have no problem with it. I, Jimmy Butler, you know, he's a he's a personality that. Some people can't rock with. So, are you bringing a, a toxic, not necessarily toxic, but are you bringing him into a situation that could become toxic? That's a fair question, I think, especially if that move requires the uh, the the movement of PJ Tucker or Eric Gordon or Capella, for that matter. Now. I'm not saying that Gordon, Tucker, and Capella, any of them are, like, world beaters. And I'm not saying they can't be replaced. I'm just thinking that I'm not – I'm just not with the Jimmy Butler being the replacement for those – for those uh, one of those guys. It's, I, I, just, I like Jimmy Butler. I don't even know where I would, I would want to send Jimmy Butler at this point. But I know that <laughs> Philly should definitely focus more on Tobias, Jimmy, uh, because Tobias is a scorer and he can get you buckets however, whenever, and he doesn't necessarily require the ball all the time. 
he's not going to be a head case, you know, as far as we've seen. And I think that uh, I think that he he worked well. I think that he worked well in Philly. Not that Butler didn't, but I don't know, man. I'm kind of off Jimmy Butler right now. I've been off Jimmy Butler. And I'm so thankful that the Lakers did not grab him a couple of years ago from Chicago. Because I was all about that. That move being made. Well, they might grab him today. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> you better call Rob. They don't tell him what Rob's going to do, man. Rob will be Look, look, I should address this earlier. First of all, you Laker fans out there, and name of the first one come to mind, Brandon Fishers in our Facebook group. Of course. The king of drama. I'm sleek, though. I told you so, all that. That dude. All y'all cats out here that quickly talk about uh, we we, uh, we jumped the gun on Rob uh, messing this whole thing up and not doing his homework and making the move before the deadline. We didn't jump the gun nothing. Rob did drop the <laughs> He dropped the ball on this one. Lakers just got lucky. You know, Lakers got lucky. They worked out a few things, were able to uh, offload a couple of players, also were able to uh, wink, wink, get your boy to wave his trade kicker. Just things just happened to work out. So that's not making it seem like Rob Palenka just went out there and knew what he was doing the whole time. He didn't. He, he dropped the ball on this one. Lakers just got lucky, and, and it all worked out. Now, we all know that your boy AD going to get that money regardless. Space Jam mm-hmm. is in effect, you know. He didn't got a raise on that. You know, Bron's I got you, bro. Don't even worry about this. Some other things mm-hmm. worked out. It, it is. Bron, you, you know Bron gave him the money. He already gave him his number. He gave him some money, too. I mean, it's all good. It's all good. So, um, Brandon Fish and the rest of y'all, man, stop. Please just stop. You know. But I know more of that. I know more of that is coming probably later on today or tomorrow. So, But I just wanted to put it out there. But, uh, oh yeah, it's gonna be a hundred more Laker posts for the for the week or two. Look, if you're a Laker fan, especially right now, you need to join the Sports Bar Podcast group on Facebook. And if you're not a Laker fan, you still need to join the Sports Bar Podcast Facebook group. <laughs> uh, we grow, we we're growing right well over these past month or two, and I'm loving it. But you need to get in now while they're getting this real good, like ASAP. So, but Jimmy Butler. Look, I go back to my stance on this. I don't feel like under the present conditions of everything that's happened, and you and I discussed this before, uh, the the whole uh, injury situation with uh, Golden State, even though Clay will most likely be on the court at some point next year from what they're saying, maybe, you know, March or April. Um, But the only team that Houston has been really losing to in these playoffs the last couple of years has been the Golden State Warriors. And yep. I am not convinced, I am not convinced whatsoever that the other uh, teams, even the surprise teams, you know, like the Denver Nuggets and these squads are, are still going to be, at this point, are still going to be that much better than they were last year. And they were all good teams. I mean, really, realistically, that's I'm missing something. So it's the only significant, somewhat significant transaction I can think of was, of course, Conley going to the Jazz, right? Mm-hmm. So 
I don't see anybody that Houston should really be. I mean, we don't know what we're going to get from Portland if my man's come back healthy down low at, at center position. So that might be something to watch. But I don't see, I don't think they need to make a move at this point, especially the way things have panned out um, over the past couple of weeks. But now, do I think it would be a bad idea, like the worst idea? I wouldn't make the move. But I, I go down and look at this thing. You've got a bunch of egos. And yeah, they're probably going to butt heads and already butting heads the two guys that are there. But if you look at it from a production standpoint, are you hear me? I talk about Capella all the time. I like Clint Capella. But Capella disappears in the playoffs. And if he really ain't catching that oof or getting it directly under the basket, he's invaluable. But what is he really giving you? We're talking about to this point to show you that uh, he's not part of the problem or why they can't get over the hump. I've always said he doesn't have, he doesn't have any, a, a low post and a low post moves. He doesn't have a, he doesn't really have a true offensive game other than catching the ball around the room, Realma getting that oop. So, if this is what it takes to get the trade, then I wouldn't totally be against it, um, especially if I could find something that was, you know, a decent enough replacement down low. Eric Gordon, eh, I've had my issues with Gordon, though I like him, but you know, he's always, always going to get nicked up, sometimes a little more than others, but he played, he played pretty well in the playoffs, so, but if it takes him to get it done, I might consider it. I'm less inclined to really give up on P.J. Tucker, though. And, and a lot of people call me crazy. But you just can't get out of every player what you can get from P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker's going to be a defender. P.J. Tucker's going to give you – Tucker's going to give you everything he's got on the floor. He can hit that corner three, bro. He can hit the corner three we need, but he plays his role. And every good team needs those type of players. He probably of the three would be – the one I'd be least inclined to give up. But let's just say you go get Jimmy Butler, and you look at the potential playoff squads that he could help you defend a lot better than uh, Eric Gordon could, in my opinion. Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson, say he comes back in, you know, March, April. Let's say that the Golden State Warriors are still in play, they're in playoff contention. You know, let's say they hovering around that seventh, eighth seed. You know, or something like that. Say they make the playoffs. I'd rather have Jimmy Butler on Clay Thompson. Gary Harris. Mm-hmm. Do his up do his ups and downs, bro. Do his ups and downs. Gary Harris can shoot the rock when he wants to. I'd rather mm-hmm. have Jimmy Butler on Gary Harris. Our dude, CJ McCollum. We know what CJ about. CJ get buckets, bro. CJ get buckets. buckets. I but I'd much rather be able to match up Jimmy Butler in the playoffs on C.J. McCollum. Donovan Mitchell, yeah. Donovan, he got somebody going to help get him that rock too? Nah, bro. I'd much rather have Jimmy Butler matched up on Donovan Mitchell than anything, anybody else on that on that Lakers roster, uh, I mean, on that Rockets roster at this point. So would I definitely make the move? I don't know if it's necessary. But I don't think it'd be as bad idea as most people think. That's just me. That's not a that's that's a that's a good uh a good list of bullet points there though. That's that's fair to say that 
I mean, and definitely it's true as well because we know that CP3, while he's a good defender, he's still smaller and getting a little uh, up in age, a little injured. Yeah, it shows. And we know the beard is not necessarily the defender anybody is afraid of. So that's a good point about Butler. Right. Uh, I think the, I think they could do it cheaper, but who knows? That that could be. I mean, maybe that, maybe that's the point that puts them over the top. You may be correct. Interesting. Interesting. Any other free agents that you want to talk about? Because I because I, I definitely want to talk about. There's one person in particular that's on my mind. It's not a big time free agent, but a but a perennial uh, a guy who's been an all star, and I'm very interested to see where he lands. Well, I'll just throw out the fact that I see there's conversation of Ricky Rubio to the Pacers going down, which is not as big a deal, but that's a pretty good move considering uh, Darren Collinson's unexpected retirement the other day. Mm -hmm. Nobody was expecting that. People were looking for him to to show up in a different uniform going forward, but he's decided to call call it a career. So it looks like it's a, it's a virtual, as they're saying, a virtual done deal for Ricky Rubio to Utah, uh, from Utah to Indiana as his new home. So he'll be running with your boy Oladipo, ho, and okay. uh, it's not a bad look. It's not, a, it's not, it's not much different than uh, Rubio and Mitchell to have Rubio and Depot. So you know. Solid, solid though. That's uh, that's interesting because I kind of thought uh, maybe Derrick Rose would get a look there. The two things I thought Derrick Rose may get a look at would be Indiana and maybe the or maybe the Phoenix Suns. But that, that's very interesting though, especially if that goes down. Mm-hmm. Um, the player that I'm interested to see, like really interested to see, is where Al Horford ends up. That's the thing I'm watching, Al Horford, because. We know, like I mentioned earlier, you know what type of play he is and the respect that he gets and, and his game. You know, he can he can guard a couple different positions for you. He shoots. He can shoot the three, especially from that corner. He can shoot the ball deep. Al can do so much. And if I'm looking at two teams for him, first of all, I think he would be an awesome fit with the Dallas Mavericks. You think about it. Luka and Porzingis. With him, another guy that can shoot and bring that mentorship, to, you know, to that squad, uh, right. a kind of a glue guy. And Luca, when he wants to get out there, with, you know, with that dish, and you have your boy Horford sitting over there in the cut, but you know it's a good chance he's going to make it. I would love, I would love to see him go to the Dallas Mavericks. But if he doesn't end up with the Dallas Mavericks, that's best, fit, uh, best fit for me would probably be the Pelicans. I can see him playing with the Pelicans. There's the mentor game again. Him and Zion. You know what I'm saying? Giving my man Drew Holiday some help. Because you already said, ownership has told you. They've told you. David Griffin has told you that this is Drew's squad. You know, and it is what it is. Why not bring a guy like Horford over? Um, Still be exciting brand of basketball with those guys. And it gives you another guy that can do Everything that they can do. So we're probably looking at what a roster of what Horford, Zion, uh, Ingram, and I guess 
and no moves are made, Holiday and Lonzo probably be on the court together. I mean, I, I kind of like that. I like that. That's interesting. I was sitting here thinking where would Horford end up, or where where do I see him being most valuable? And I really couldn't think of anywhere in particular. Uh, but that's a good start. I like the uh, New Orleans part of that, definitely. Yeah. There's always Charlotte, who's going to be in need of anybody that will put on a jersey <laughs> and not be terrible. And if you don't trust the big softy, a.k.a. D12, I don't know what Washington's plans are going forward, but there's always Washington as well. Nobody knows what Washington's plans are. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> they they seem like they stuck, man. They can't get the GM to come over. They stuck under big contract. Probably their best player. Everybody wants them, but they're not willing to let him go. I wonder at some point would they be willing to try to make a move for uh, you know, uh, see what they can get for Bradley Beal. I know, I know, I know. DC fans don't want to hear that, but the way things are set up, because first of all, John Wall's contract is ridiculous. So I don't know who's going to take that, especially coming off an injury. So that would probably be a lot yeah. harder to move. Bill is the guy you don't want to move, but the way things are going, you may have to consider it depending on what you can get back. So that's going to be something to watch. I probably all the way up until the um, even the trade trade deadline this coming year. But you, you brought up something that I'm surprised I didn't really think about it earlier or it didn't cross my mind earlier. And you mentioned Charlotte. And we were talking about Kimball Walker earlier. I'm trying to figure out, like, how did this all happen? We were just talking about a couple of months ago that he was eligible for a super max. This was a guy who wanted to be in Charlotte. Then it even came out that he said that, he wouldn't necessarily have to get the full-blown offer to stay there. And we know he loves Charlotte. Last year we saw it. There was all that talk um, about him possibly being moved last year at the trade deadline. And he came out and was verbal about it. I love I love it. You know, I love being here. I love this city. You know, I can spend the rest of my life here. This is where I want to be. And even though he was dangled out there, Jordan and them did not pull the trigger on any moves. They took him off the table and they kept him. Now here we are a year later. He's gone. Charlotte got nothing to show for it. So I really gotta think of like well, what is what is Jordan's thinking right now? Just don't know. I don't know. You got any idea what they as far as that's, Yeah, I'm just talking about what as far as Charlotte thinking. Like, you know, what what you know, what what are you doing? Yeah. They, they they late. <laughs> they late. <laughs> they cheap. If if you don't want to pay the person that actually wants to be there, then yeah. it, it makes it hard to like who wants to come there. That who's who they're going to end up with, if anybody, is uh, somebody who's straight looking for the cash and just doing a cash grab. So they're going. I wouldn't be surprised if they end up overpaying a person or two to come there uh, that's maybe less valuable but a big na- bigger name. So they got to get another name in there to fill the seats or try to fill the seats. But nah, man. Nah. Tyler's going to take this L. Instead of building around Kimba, they're going to take this L by letting him go. <laughs> 
Well, let me ask you this then. Um, it's not really a free agent, but this is just from the draft. And I know you saw me like, this dude is crazy. Like, he's losing his mind. But <laughs> my Knicks took R.J. Barrett, right, in the, in the, in the draft. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm happy. I, I, I'm truly happy uh, about this move because I think you may have heard me speak on it before, no matter what the sport. I love having, seeing players on squads that they legitly wanted to be on, in a lot of cases, right. grew up rooting for. Because it just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. It's a rare occurrence. Um, I remember being a you know, Dallas Cowboy fan. I remember it happened with Dez Bryant. You know, Dez Bryant became a Cowboy. That was like a big deal for him. Um, you see a kid like R.J. Barrett who talked about, even though he's a, 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 a Canadian you know, kid, his grandfather was a huge Knicks fan. And told him one day he was going to play for the Knicks. And this dude was genuinely happy. I think he won his press conferences. Uh, and he got swagger to him, too. I don't, know, I, don't know, I don't know if you saw in his press conferences, but this dude, like, he seemed like somebody that's ready for the New York media because he got, like, he won't just give them the answers they wanted to hear. Dude was just like, you know, one guy asked him, like, how does it feel, like, you know, to come in and, you know, you being the guy and ready, you ready to lead this team? You know, and being the man and, and, and doing all this for the for the New York Knicks. And he was just like, you know, dude, I ain't even played a game yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, the way he said it, like, like you know, you know, pump your brakes. You know, I ain't even played right. a game yet. But, I'm a, you know, but I'm, I'm going to give it all I got. Told the city he loved him. Let's, let's get back to that championship way. But I like the move of R.J. Brown. I mean, we ain't got much else to talk about, <laughs> you know, as far as New York right now. But uh, what are your impressions on him from what you're saying? Yeah, I think he's going to be fine in New York. Uh, I think the fact that his dad, uh, his dad was a, uh, is high up in, in Canadian basketball uh, operations. I forget what his actual title is, but the national mm-hmm. team. But his dad has been around, you know, the game at a high level. I think that definitely helps him. You know, you see the maturity and people that have parents that have been professional athletes or at least uh, high-level athletes prior to them. So a lot of times you'll see that maturity and that that ability to recognize what's going on already because they, they've seen it before. It's not like they haven't seen it before or seen it through their parents and have a, a guide that actually has been through something similar giving them game already. So that just helps them mature and understand what they're dealing with at the moment. But, yeah, I like R.J. Barrett. I'm not sure he's, one way or the other if he's going to be the franchise player, but I think he is definitely right. uh, a talented guy and has a lot of uh, room for growth, a lot of, you know, his feeling is high. So it'll be interesting to watch. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. I just – you know, the way he had those press conferences in every interview uh, grabbed me right away. He, he's tough. And I, you got to be tough to play in New York and deal with that media. And I think now the way things are planning out for the Knicks, or, uh, forming out for the Knicks, most likely missing out on a big name. And this year, most likely looking to sign Castor Short and probably one-year deals. I think this is the perfect time. I, like, I'm glad they drafted R.J. Bird this year and he wasn't the cat that was on the board last year. Because last year was obviously, look, we're trying to tank for real. 
Uh, I'm just going, if it looks like we're too competitive, I'm going to take cats out. I'm going to act like I'm mixing it up, looking at, you know. Yeah. Now they're in a position where they're pretty much realizing, looking at what's left and what they'll probably end up with this year. Looking at next year's class, next year's class, I think we'll with R.J. Barrett is coming at a time where Fisdale and the and the and the staff will be looking to be at least a little more serious about trying to win some games. You see what I'm saying? Right. And yeah. you're not just playing, just not bringing them in and. Okay, I'm gonna showcase him, let him shoot a little bit. He's the rookie. So now we literally trying to actually really trying to win some games because they went from last year of trying to tank to get the top spot to now they have to be looking at now nah, we need to start putting these pieces together. We're gonna attract somebody or attract that you know have a team look at some of our guys to be able to trade for somebody in the future. We got to take it seriously. So I think R.J. Barrett is coming in at the perfect time, man. I'm just excited that he's in New York. Indeed, indeed. Um, hey, look, I saw something the other day, man. Um, one of the last things I got is they were talking about Adam Silver said they had been exploring shorten, shortening the uh, the NBA season. And there has been some talks about it. I mean, they're not ready to give it to go or give it the green light. There's been some talks about it. But to me, there's a lot of stuff they got to figure out, man. And one of it is how in the world are they going to make up for that revenue if they reduced it from like 82 games down to 70 because if I'm thinking about it right, each home team would lose about six games. You know, the owners ain't really trying to have that, man. They missed that revenue. Uh, but what's your thoughts on them trying to shorten the season? Well, I am i don't like shortening the season for any reason because uh, I, I don't understand why. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe there is some value to it, and maybe it's just because we're used to seeing the uh, 82 game season, and we're used to you know the stats, uh, the overall stats, and the, the lifetime stats are based on that 82 game season. So, you know, it may just be a thing of comfort. I, I don't see where it's beneficial short in the season, especially when a lot of teams don't hit their stride until. Uh, late in the season already, so short in the season does what? It's already, you know, been changed to where guys can't just sit on second game of back to backs. So it's not like you're not getting the players out there to play the games. Is 82 games too much? I mean, is that is that asking a lot of uh, professional basketball players? I don't know. I think. 16 football games is a good amount of games. I don't know that a, a hundred and what is it, 162 baseball games? Is that right? Yeah. I don't know if I don't know if that like if you want to shorten if you want to shorten the season, shorten baseball, and not because it's you know some people like baseball less, but because that's a lot of games for a professional athlete. And the season now starts in what? It starts in March and ends in October. That's the third month to the tenth month. That's a solid seven months. March to October, yeah, solid seven months. Really, yeah, solid seven months because it's near the end of March. And then basketball is what? October to June. So tenth month to sixth month. And that's eight months. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. 
Maybe it is. <laughs> Maybe it doesn't need to be shortened. Or I don't. I don't know. Just you know, think about it that way. He's looking like October to June. That is a eight month span. Baseball is a seven month span, but baseball got so many games packed in there. Uh, that's a lot. That's a lot. So I think baseball. If if it was up to me, football would be a little bit longer. Baseball would be a little bit shorter. And basketball will stay where it is. Well, they're talking about uh, the football thing, but basketball, man. It, when I look at this, what was even crazy to me was they also were talking about not only shortening the season, but they were talking about either some preseason or maybe midseason, um, a separate basketball tournament. Yeah. I'm trying to think of how that would even work, so you can crown like a separate <laughs> champion within the tournament. I'm like, how would that even work? And then they were also talking about replacing, if it was midseason, replacing it with the All-Star game. Now, I don't know how much the outrage would be about the the NBA All-Star game. I don't know. Uh, We all know no no defense is going to be played, cats run up and down the court. So I don't know how much the outrage would be, but – I certainly don't want to lose All Star Saturday night. <laughs> so I mean, right. I look, I don't want to lose that. You know, we can talk about the All Star game, which I mean, I have no problem keeping it, even though it is what it is. But I don't want to lose All Star Saturday night. You know, so if you're talking about doing all this stuff and replacing that, nah. But I still have no idea how a a preseason or midseason uh, joint would work, even if you had incentives of, you know, a midseason. If you somebody who's not in the playoffs and you actually in the playoff race and you finish just short, there's a way you can get a bit. I don't know how that would work, man, because somebody would still be mad about mm-hmm. something. I have no idea. Yeah, we're going to have to ride that one out and see what these people talk about for real. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, man, so big things popping off here. We're recording this. Things will start popping off majorly in about, uh, well, for show, for show. Uh, I want your boy Spice. Adam said that's a, uh, a for show right on at uh, six o'clock, <laughs> and um, so a few hours from now. So it's gonna be an exciting, exciting free agency, and I'm sure that the page on Facebook and Sports Bar Podcast will be lit up, and we're gonna be talking all day and through the week. So if you ain't only need to join us. I forget anything, man. Anything else we need to hit? I think we covered everything. You know, we kind of we kind of skimmed over KD and Clay. But we, I mean, I think we expect Clay to go back to Golden State, and KD. We talked about teaming up with Kawhi, but uh, if he doesn't, there's still the idea of New York concrete jungle you, where dreams are made. Come on, Prime, sing a song. You know you want to. Well, look, being being that I already know that they're gonna sign, both of them gonna sign with the Knicks. I just ain't want to bring it up. So I can talk to you on the Facebook page later. That's why I really ain't bringing it up. I mean, but since you more, I'm gonna tell you, they're both signing with New York. You'll you'll see that this week. Okay. Uh, well, I'll be here. I'll be here. I'll be there, <laughs> aka the SBP on Facebook, to chat it up with the people and figure out what's really going on and figure out why anybody signed in New York once that happened. Yeah, y'all. Y'all remember I said that y'all we'll be watching our Kawhi. And uh and, and RJ Bird will be like the best the best tandem. Um they, you know, outside of the best tandem in the East and they're gonna be up there with, you know, 
AD and Braun this year is, you know, doing the top two, you know, t- top couple of tandems in the NBA. So, but, you know, since we love y'all at the SVP, I want to leak that. I'm sorry, Woj. Sorry, sorry, uh, uh, Ramona, Shelburne, Shams. You know, I'm sorry, y'all, but I put it out there. But, yeah, that's how it's going down. <laughs> but, look, yeah. as always, you can catch us on the Facebook page, Esports Live Podcast. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at PrimeSBK. Source, where can they get you? At Smitty Source. At Smitty Source on both. That's right, on both Twitter and Instagram. I had to switch it up on them, get that Smitty Source popping. Uh, I'd rather it be Source and Company, but you know, at Smitty Source ain't a bad thing because some people know me as Smitty, some people know me as Source, and we just put them together, and y'all can find me out there in the social media world. It is what it is. It is what it is. And I don't know if people get back with y'all before the 4th or on the 4th, or we're not, so we don't. Y'all enjoy Independence Day and all that. Uh, and if we do, we'll just tell you the same thing again. So, till next time, we up out here. Peace. Yep. Yeah.